Hey, and welcome to the Crosspoint Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Michael Tadlock, and may it bring healing, hope, and ultimately, transformation. All right, stand with me now. Book of Mark, chapter 5. Book of Mark, chapter 5. We're going to jump in here just a little bit, share some stuff with you. I believe the Lord is, He's just burdened my heart over the past several days on this thought. I want to read verse 24. It's actually the tail end of a different a different story, but I want to read verse 24 that it will help us as we go into this, this next several verses. Chapter 5, the book of Mark, verse 24, And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. I want you to look at verse number 26, where we're going to take our thought from, and we're going to be going to the book of Jeremiah and the book of Isaiah. Verse 26 is where I want us to kind of put a nail down. She had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. I want to talk to you for just a little bit today on this thought. Broke and broken. Broke and broken. How many of you are thankful that we serve a healing God? Come on, are you thankful he's a healing God? Let's ask him to come anoint today. Jesus, thank you for being with us. God, as we enter into your word right now, I pray you let it come alive. Lord, I'm nothing without you. I ask you, God, to be gracious today with the anointing of your spirit. Let it rest on us. Anoint me to preach this word and anoint ears to hear and hearts to receive. God, just use me today for your glory. Let me be a vessel in your hand. I need you more than ever, Lord. Have your way. God, let us leave this place touched by your power and presence. Let your virtue flow into us today. And, Lord, let us find healing today. Let us be whole as we leave this place. We'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. Broke and broken. Broke and broken. We all know this story. We all know this account of this lady with the issue of blood. What an amazing story. We've talked about it many times. We've dealt with it on many occasions about this woman with the issue of blood and her her, her determination, her tenacity to push through the crowd and, and 
The, the Bible tells us that she had thought within herself if she could just but touch his garment, she would be whole. I want us to look a little closer here, and I want us to, to, to dive into this just a little bit. We're not, we're not going to try to go too deep today, but it says in verse 25, it was a certain woman. It was a distinguished woman, this woman with this issue of blood. Folks knew of her, that she had had this issue of blood, and we find that this was a constant bleeding that was there. This constant bleeding that, that she as a woman was dealing with, the Bible says that she had had it for 12 years, and I want you to notice that. 12 years, it, it's without any time that Scripture talks or gives us a number, there's an importance to it. And so it's, it, it, does, it serves us well to look and say, what's this number mean? We can look and, and see in Scripture the, the very number 12 thrown out many times, Jesus chose 12 disciples. We know there's 12 gates to the city. I mean, there's a lot of 12s that we find, even in the book of Revelation. In our own lives, there are 12s we find uh, in many places. There's 12 numbers on a clock. There's 12 months in a year. 12 is, we see it throughout life. And 12 is symbolic of one thing. It's symbolic of completeness, completion. This woman had come to a place that, her journey called for extreme measures, Sister Denise. She had, she had spent all she had. She was broke. How many of you know what it is to be broke? If you do, say amen. Come on. If you're broke right now, don't, don't, you ain't got to say amen to that. But how many of you know what it is to not have a penny, uh, barely two, two, we'll just say two nickels to rub together? Any of you know what I'm talking about, broke? She was broke. I mean, she was so broke she couldn't pay attention. Come on. Can I get an amen? She was broke. She didn't have any money and because she, she had spent everything she had, Sister Sam, on doctors. She had exhausted all of her means. She had went as far as she could go. And as a result of that, she was in a place of desperation. How many of you know that the Lord will allow us to go and look in every other direction if that's what we want to do until we finally come to our rope's end and say, I'm through. I'm through doing it this way. I'm through trying it this way. The only answer is going to Jesus. The Bible says everything that the doctors did did not help her, but it made her worse. She grew worse. She, she continued to, to get sicker and sicker and sicker. How many of you know that there is nothing in this world that will heal your soul? There's nothing that this world can offer you that will heal your heart, that will heal your life. There's nothing this world can give you. The Bible says in verse 27, that when she heard of Jesus, would you just turn to your neighbor and just say one word to him, and it's a name. Would you just say the name of Jesus? Come on, wouldn't that look back at your neighbor that said that to you and say, I have heard of him. Tell him, I've heard about Jesus. Come on. How many of you have heard about Jesus? I'm talking about that water walker, that peace talker. Come on. Any of you know who he is today? She heard of Jesus, and when she did, she came in the press behind him and touched his garment, and she said, If I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. 
If I can just touch him, I will be healed. Now, what I like about that word touch is that that definition of touch there, Jackson, it's not just like a touch of a finger, but it actually also in the Greek means to cling to. If I can just grab a hold of him, I know I will be whole. If I can just touch, grab the hem of his garment. She didn't say if I can grab his flesh, Fausti. She said if I can just grab his clothes, if I can just get close enough to reach out and touch just the very hem of his garment, I know that I will be made whole. That word whole there in the Greek, listen now, it is the word sozo. And it does mean to save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to be whole. Did you hear me? That is what that word meant. She said, I will be whole. That means every part of me will be healed. Every part, I will be saved. I will be delivered. I will be protected. I will be, and for us, it means that not just physical healing, but it's spiritual healing on the inside. How many of you know that Jesus didn't die and, and bear stripes on his body just for our physical healing, but that we could be healed spiritually. If you believe that, shout amen. The Bible says that straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now I want you to notice that word plague. That word plague in the Greek means a whip or a scourge, a a scourging. It also means a calamity or misfortune. She was going through something in her life that was whipping her. Are you following me? She was going through something in her life that was scourging her, causing her pain, causing her heartache. It was a calamity, if you will. It was aches of the soul. It was pain of the heart. Now, I know I'm I, as I'm looking out there at you, some are acting like this don't apply to you, like you're perfectly fine, but can we just get real today? Matter of fact, turn and tell your neighbor to get real, get real, get real, because some of you need to take the mask off for the next little bit and just get real in the presence of the Lord and allow the Lord to be your healing today. I want you to go with me, if you would, to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 1, real quick. We're going to turn there. We're going to read just just one verse there because I want us to apply this to where we're at in this passage. For in verse number 6 of the book of Isaiah, stay with me now. It says, from the sole of the foot even under the head. Matter of fact, uh, this is just because it's my heart today. Brother Tim, I know you just sat down, but I, I want you to come back up here. Because I ain't gonna be, I'm not gonna be too long this morning. I'm gonna be one long, but not too long. So we're gonna we're gonna get out of here in just a few minutes after the Lord is finished. Because I I can't do what you need done, but the Lord can. And in verse number six, it says, From the sole of the foot, even under the head, there is no soundness in it. I want you to notice that. That means from head to toe, there's no soundness. Listen, that word soundness there. That word soundness actually means wholeness. It's the state of being unbroken or damaged. Listen now. That from the head to the toe, that you're not broken and you're not damaged. Now, there's a difference in a brokenness in pertaining to humility and a brokenness that that has come to your life because of sin or a brokenness that has come to your life because you're a victim of circumstances or situations. But this here we find, he's saying there's no soundness in it. He said, but there's wounds and bruises 
and putrefying sores that have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. Let me ask you this today. How many of you believe that the Lord has called us as a, as a, as a ministry to be a healing place? How many of you believe that? But you know today that we're, there's no way that we'll be that in and of ourselves. It's only when Jesus is in the house that this becomes a healing place. And here Isaiah says, help me, Holy Ghost, wounds, bruises, and putrefying sores. Doesn't that just sound nasty? Wounds, bru- NG, if you would. Wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. How many of you know what it is to have a wound? Any of you ever been wounded? Now, when we look at that word wound, I want you to look there. This is what I, I want you to understand about wound is it's an injury, an injury to the living tissue caused by a cut, a blow, or other impact which the skin is cut or broken. Stay with me now. There's some of you in here today that there's wounds in your life. For some reason, there's somewhere inside of you that you've been wounded. That maybe it was a it was a cut that came. Maybe it was a, a blow to you, but it's wounded you on the inside. And there's a wound that has broken the skin, if you would, of your heart. Broken the skin, if you would, of your spiritual life. And the, the wound that is there. You know, we're, we're all guilty, Fausti, of trying to act like we're fine. Whenever others can look and see that you're bleeding. Others couldn't look and see there's a wound there. There, there there's, You're bleeding, Alvy. Others can look and see there's a, there's a problem. You, you, you need healing of this. Can we address this? See, I, I wanted to bring bandages up in here. It's going to bring crutches and walkers and wheelchairs. And I was even trying to figure out a way how I could get some IV fluids. Because I wanted to pull some folks up one by one. And, and just, matter of fact, go get me some toilet paper. Ethan, you're in there. Just grab me. Is there rolls? Where's some rolls of toilet paper at? Can we get some? I know where some are. I know where some are. They're in that room right there, in that snack shack. Just go get me humpteen dozen rolls of them. How would you say? Get them. Because I'm going to bring it, buddy. You didn't steal it from somebody that was in there, did you? Just throw it. Throw it good. Truth is that a lot of folks try to mask what's going on underneath. And we'll wrap ourselves, put our own little bandages on, try to act like nothing's wrong, like everything's fine, when the reality is there's a, there's a wound up under here. See, I, I, this week I've been singing this song. It's an old song by the Binions, and it talks about healing. Healing in this place. I'm trying to remember how the words go. Healing in this house. Restoration in this place. Did you come prepared?
See Brother Sean right there? I want you to wrap his head. You see. Let me see here. Come here, Gavin. I want you to wrap it where it ain't going to come off. Because how many of you know that people ought to be able to come up in here and know if they've come in sick, they're going to find healing. They come in wounded, they're going to find healing. They come in bruised, they're going to find healing. They come in with sores in their lives, they're going to find healing. How many of you believe this is a healing place? But why is it? If this is a healing place that many folks that are sitting in these chairs today, you come in week after week after week with wounds and bruises and sores in your life and you're not finding healing. You see, this passage in, in Isaiah, he said wounds, these cuts, these injuries. And then he said bruises. These, these places that have come to your life from an impact. This place that you've been hit hard and now there's blood is to the surface. Now you're bleeding under the skin and it hurts. That Greek, the Hebrew word there where it says bruise, actually, it actually uh, uh, means also stripes. And it's, it's, there's many folks that fall in this same category. Give, throw me another one, Pastor. Brother Stephen. Would you wrap old Daniel up over there? I don't care. He just wrap him up. Throw me another one. Brother Ryan, wrap Greg. <laughs> Do you feel silly a little bit, Brother Sean? Come here, Brother Donnie. Right here. I want you to wrap Brother Blaine up. We got another one? Brother Steve, will you wrap Brother Jared up? One more. What are we doing, Pastor? I'm going to show you in a minute. Brother Kenny, do you have the baby? Will you wrap Brother Mike up over there? Got one more? Brother Marshall, you got one? Will you wrap Hayden up over there? Brother Stephen, will you come wrap Brother Clint up over here? Now listen to me while they're wrapping. Wounds and bruises and sores. Wounds and bruises and sores. You know, there are those in this place today that you have chosen to self-medicate. You've chosen to wrap up the areas of your life that there are wounds and those bandages are not going to bring healing to you. Self-medicating is not going to bring healing. Are you listening to me? 
the wounds that are there that penetrate into the hearts of, of young ladies or young men or men or women, the wounds that come. Maybe it's because of something that happened in your life years ago. Maybe it, you were a victim of abuse. Maybe, maybe it was a, a loved one that passed away. You're still grieving over that loved one. Maybe it's divorce that took place in your life and you just haven't been able to get past it. Maybe it's something that somebody did or somebody said to you. Maybe it's something a pastor did or a pastor said, but it's wounded you to the core of who you are. Donnie? you wrap my ticket. I know we got some humor going on. That's all right. We're going to go, we're heading somewhere. Y'all just stay with me. Ladies, I'm being very respectful to y'all not to do this, okay? Everybody say wounds. 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 But then he said bruises. Everybody say bruises. Any of you ever had a bad bruise? Any of you ever had a bruise that was so bad? I mean, it penetrated into the very, the, the very muscle. I mean, it was awful. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, we can have bruises that come into our life that come because of an impact of something. Something that came along the way in our lives that has bruised us on the inside. These things that come along, Fausti, sometimes the bruising of life comes because of situations. Things didn't go quite like we wanted them to. Financial struggles and battles and difficulty, job problems or car trouble. Things that the enemy uses to bruise us on the inside. How many of you ever felt all by yourself and all alone? You know what's happening? The devil's bruising you. He's drawing blood to the skin because he's bringing an impact against your life. Something you're going through, something you're facing that he's bruising you. Having to face cancer, having to face surgery after surgery and infection. He's trying to bruise you on the inside. Then he said, putrefying sores. That putrefying, Daniel, it's it means liquid, dripping sores, sores that are infected. Now, I couldn't help but think when I would think about sores, I, I would think about my, uh, my dad back, back in the last few months of his life that, that he'd get bed sores because he, he couldn't move himself like he wanted to and he had, they'd have to continually shift him and move him from side to side or, or shift him around. And he had one sore that had come up uh, on, on his backside that they was having to keep an eye on. And, and many of you have, have experienced that with a loved one where, and Sister Hannah, you, you know more than anybody in here because of, cause of what you do. And Sister Denise has done it as well, does it as well. But the reality is this, it's a pressure point. And that pressure point in your life creates a sore that's there. Do you know what pushes people into depression? Listen to me. It's pressure points. What pushes people into having suicidal thoughts and tendencies? It's pressure points. 
It's those pressure points that cause people to want to cut themselves. It's pressure points that also, combining it with wounds and, and bruises, it pushes somebody to go want to drink the night away. Go get high because there's a, a sore in their life that is infected. There's something on the inside of them that is infected, and if they're not careful, it will be their destruction. Putrefying sores. But this is what I want you to understand with this passage. There's three reasons why somebody can't find healing. Take Pastor Hayden over here. Looks like he's got neck trouble, arm trouble, and leg trouble. <laughs> but just take Pastor Hayden, for example, that he's got a decision to make. Do you want to be healed or you want to stay like you are? The first reason that many folks don't experience healing in their spiritual life, that they remain broke and broken, is because of, of indecisiveness. That you can't make up your mind, do you really want to serve God or not? Do you really want to let the Lord heal you or not? Do you really want to be whole and healthy or not? Believe it or not, there are some folks that enjoy the pain. They enjoy the pity party that they get. What? Are you, yeah, I'm serious. There's some that enjoy. If they didn't have something wrong, they wouldn't know what to do. They, they enjoy. I know you, none of you here are like that. Nobody's ever seen anybody like that. But it's true. It's the reality that there are those that just can't make up their mind. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's not necessarily a conscious decision of saying, I just like being in bondage. I just like being hurting on the inside. I like living life miserable. It's not that kind of decision. It's more like what the Word says, the dog going back to its vomit. It's that decision of indecisiveness that you know that that is what causes the hurt and the pain, the wounds, the bruises, the sores in your life, but you keep going back to it and you keep going, you keep acting that way. You keep doing the same things over and over again. It's an indecisiveness in you that is keeping you unhealthy. The second thing that keeps somebody broke and broken, and we're talking about you've exhausted your means and you're hurting on the inside, is unforgiveness. Listen to me. How many of you know the words that Jesus said that if you don't forgive, what? If you don't forgive, what? Neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Forgiveness is crucial. There's a good test on whether or not you've forgiven somebody. Can you stand in the same room with them? Can you walk up to them and speak to them? And it really isn't about them. It's about you. It's about you not being in bondage to what they did to you or how they treated you or what was said to you or how they acted towards you. There's some of you in here I know that have been through some of the most awful things that anybody can imagine in life. But listen, you don't have to be in bondage to that any longer. Did you hear me? You don't have to be broke and broken as a result of that, but you can find a place of forgiveness and you can release that mess out of your spirit. Are you hearing me? I know some of you, some of you looking at me trying to say, how in the world, Pastor, how can I get past it? How If I forgive 
forgive them, then they're going to get away with it. Listen to me and understand that your forgiving them has nothing has nothing to do with them and their future. It has everything to do with you and yours. You be willing to forgive them so you can be forgiven and so you can move past it. Do you know why some folks find themselves dysfunctional in life, dysfunctional in marriage, dysfunctional in relationships? Because way down on the inside, there's some unforgiveness. And do you know what unforgiveness breeds? Self-righteousness. And you know what self-righteousness is? I'm right, they're wrong. I'm right, they're wrong. Guess what that tends to lead to? Anytime there's conflict, blow-ups. Anytime there's a disagreement, blow-ups. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you what I know. But the reality is this. If you'll humble yourself down and say, I forgive. I'm, I'm, I'm through harboring this against them. I'm through, I, I've been dealing with it 40 years. I've been dragging this dead body along with me in life. But I'm through dragging this dead body of unforgiveness with me. Today, it stops right here. Pastor, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've faced. You don't know what I've gone through. But if Jesus Christ himself can look Look down from a cross to those that just crucified him and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Who are we to not forgive those who have wronged us? It's not a popular message, Brother Marshall. But wounds and bruises and sores. You got to make your mind up. Choose you this day whom you will serve is what Joshua said, chapter 24. I believe verse 15, that's what he said. Choose you this day whom you will serve. You can't be indecisive. You can't have unforgiveness in your heart because it will keep you unhealthy. It will, it will be a cancer in your soul. Number three, the number three reason some stay broken, broken is unwillingness. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat what? The good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you'll be devoured with the sword. You ever seen somebody that needed to go to the doctor but didn't want to go to the doctor? How many of you ever been guilty of that? Any of you ever been sick and tired of going to the doctor and you're like, I ain't going to the doctor. I'm just going to deal with whatever it is. Any of us guilty of that? Everybody else sees you and you're, there you are. There you are, y'all bandaged up. Just fold your arm up there faster. No, just fold it across your chest. There you go. You know, we just live this way. just live that way, bandaged up in life, broken, broken, problems on the inside, wounds and bruises and sores, infections, injuries, and every day we just change the bandage and act like nothing's wrong on the inside, and, 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 and we don't want to talk to anybody about it. We don't want to have to deal with it. We don't want to have to face it. We certainly don't want to take the bandage off and show the Lord that this is where I'm hurting. 
So day in, day out, we just bandage ourselves. We self-medicate. We learn how to put on a facade, a happy face. So, you know, you know, you got blood pouring from your head and somebody asks you how you do. Oh, I'm great. Drip, drip, drip. And you're bleeding. Are you hearing me? Wounds and, br- and bruises and sores, Brother Mike. Looks like he had a nosebleed or something. How many are like this? Come here, Brother Sean. Pastor Hayden. Brother Daniel. The rest of you guys that are wrapped up. Some aren't wrapped up. Come on up here with me. Try not to break your bandage. Got a lot of arm injuries. <laughs> Except for Brother Mike. Somebody busted him in the nose. This is what I want you to understand. In Jeremiah chapter 8. The prophet, the word, the prophet spoke the words of the Lord, and he said, Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Then why is not the health of my people recovered? That word balm, there, B-A-L-M, I can't say it quite like I should balm, balm. You know what I'm talking about. It means salve. It means medicine. Is there no salve in Gilead? The word Gilead, guys, listen to me. And I, and I, it's of the Holy Spirit that it be the men up here because if I've ever seen a day and an hour that Satan is attacking men, it is today. The balm of Gilead, that word name, that name Gilead means a rocky region, a stony region. It's the hard places of life. And he's saying, is there not a medicine, is there not a physician in the hard places of your life, in the troublesome places that you're walking, in the things that you're dealing with that are hard to deal with, that are difficult to understand, that are hard for you to make it through? Is there not a medicine there? Is there not a physician? As you see, would you represent Jesus, my brother? See, I believe that the Lord is, he's a, he's a personal Savior. And he comes to us individually. Now listen, this is the thing. Can y'all see? This is the thing. This is what I want you to understand. Is that when you come in a service like this, if you want to keep this, you can keep it. You can take it right back home with you if you want to. If this is how you like living, if you've gotten used to self-medicating and bandaging yourself, guess what? The Lord will let you do it. But when you get to the place that you say, you know what, I, I, I'm quit being indeci- indecisive, I'm, I'm quit being unforgiven, and I'm quit being unwilling. No, today is a day that I'm tired of these wounds, and I'm tired of these bruises, and I'm tired of these putrefying sores in my life. Because I want healing. Come here, Jesus. See, there was a day. Y'all slide over just a little bit. Come here, Brother Caleb. Can you come? Slide down just a little bit that way. 
there was a day that he said, I'll take their, I'm sorry, I'll take their wounds, I'll take their bruises, I'll take it. Come here, Brother Ryan. Can I have some more rolls wherever they're at? Throw me some rolls. Y'all wrap him. Come on up here. There was a day that he said, you know what? I'll take their pain. I'll take their hurt. I'll take their struggle. I'll take their difficulty. I'll take it all on me. There was a day that he said on a cross, Robert, that I'll lay myself down for every pain that you're going to go through, for every hour that you're going to suffer, for every second, for every moment that you hurt on the inside. He said, I am going to go on this cross. I know a little bit more expensive toilet paper would have helped, but this was free, so doesn't get much better than that. We'll make do. But this is what I want you to see. It's Jesus. Jesus said, I'll take it for them. Do you understand that? That he looked down through the dispensation of time and he saw a Shelby that was going to have so much pain in her heart and the enemy was driving her in the wrong direction and he said, I'll, I'll take that pain for you. Let me have one of those rolls. Here, here, come here, Shelby. Just... Just tear a piece off and just put it on him. I don't know what happened. It's double-sided there now. Just tear a piece off and put it on him. He said, I'll, I'll see a Shelby, and I'll take her pain. He said, I'll, I'll see a Denise. Come here, Denise. He said, I'll take the pain of a Denise. I'll take the heartache of a Denise. Oh, I, my flesh wants to come off this cross, but my spirit said, I got to stay here for a Denise. I got to stay here because there's a pain on the inside. There's a Sarah that says, I need the Lord to bring healing to me. And so Sarah, he said, I'll take your pain. I'll take your heartache. I'll take your wounds. Come here, Robert. He said, I'll take it. I'll take every disappointment. I'll take every time of difficulty. I'll take every hour of struggle. I'll take it. Come here, Ryan. He said, I'll take it for you. When you can't save yourself, when you can't heal yourself, I'll take it for you. Guys, do you hear what he's saying? He's saying, I will take it for you. I paid the price for you. I'll take it for you. Come here, Courtney. He's saying, I looked down and saw Courtney. Who else? I want to lay my pain on him. Come on. I want to lay my pain on him. I want to lay my pain on him, Kayla. Come on, Alexa. I want to lay my pain on him. I want to lay my pain on him. I'm laying it on him. He's saying, I'm taking it for you. I'm taking it for you. Every struggle, every battle. I'm taking it for you. The wounds that have been so deep, I'm taking it for you. Oh, are you hearing me? He's saying, I'm taking it for you. Come here, Beth. He's saying, you've been broken, broken too long. I'm staying.
dying on the cross for you. That was his declaration when he could have called 10,000 angels. He said, I will take it for you. Why don't you just lay it all on him today? Because he bore it all for you. Lay that pain on him. Oh, lay it on him. Pick it up for me. Lay it on him. Lay, lay a lot on him. Put it all on him. You've carried it long enough. It's been your battle long enough. It's been your struggle long enough. Lay it on him today. Listen to me, men. If you're not careful, the wounds in your life will destroy your family. The wounds in your soul, the bruises, the sores, if you don't let the Lord heal you of it, it will destroy your family. It'll destroy your marriage. It'll destroy your children. It'll destroy you. You got to lay it on him. So I just want to know for every one of you that are up here, that are bandaged up today, are you going to walk out like this? Are you going to leave like this? Or isn't it time that you're sick and tired of being broke and broken and you make up your mind once and for all, I'm giving this to the Lord. I'm giving it to, I'm giving it to the Lord. I'm giving it all to Jesus. I'm laying it all on him today. I'm through carrying it around. I'm through walking this way with these wounds in my life. If I got to lay it on him and lay it at his feet, I'm going to give it to him. It's not going to trouble me anymore. It's not going to burden me anymore. It's not going to weigh me down anymore. I'm giving it to my Jesus. Nobody else may even know about what's hurting on the inside of you, but the Lord does. Isn't it time today that you lay it at his feet? Isn't it time today? Listen, men. Don't leave a trace of it out somewhere else for it to get back on you and attach to the bottom of a shoe. Get it at his feet. Get it on him. Some of you need to come and dig it up because I see remnants scattered. Get it out of you and get it on him. Get it on him. Get it on him. Don't leave a trace of it in your life. Get it out. it's this generation it's this generation that'll pay the price if we don't find our healing his heart's about to beat out of his chest he so wants to just rip it off of Uncle Marshall Marshall. See, I guess what's beautiful about that, because Jesus bore it all for us, 
And he went down on the cross, gave up the ghost. But three days later, <laughs> whoo, three days later, he came out of a, come here, come here, little man. He came out of a tomb. Vic, come on, run up your case, run up here. Victorious. I'm going to pick you up. Come here. Would you just get it all off of him? Victorious over death and over hell and over the grave. Can I tell you something? That there are, we don't serve a Savior that is, that is defeated. He is a risen Savior. He is a victorious Savior. He is a living Savior. Are you hearing me today? He is victorious. Pastor, that is a waste of some good toilet paper. Look, I have no problem with you bagging this up and taking it to your house to use it if you feel like you want to. But I want you to grab a hold of this. transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. I find an interesting thing about the word sores in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 6. It's not the same word as Isaiah 53 and 5, but in that definition of that word sore, did you know there's also stripe? It's in there. The stripes on your body, the pressure points, the sores, the scourging that you've went through. He was wounded for you. He was bruised for you with his stripes you're healed I want to ask I want to ask for a, a Mary and another Mary and a Martha to come pick up this stuff that represents all that the Lord bore for us. Would you do that? Just pick it up because I, I don't want there to be a trace of it. Somebody grab that trash can back there in the far corner. No trace. Jesus said in 
Luke 4, he stood up in the temple to read. He read the prophet Isaiah's account. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He said he had sent me. This is part of that verse. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted. Today, church, what I've felt in my spirit is, is just there's so many that there's wounds in your life. There's bruises on your soul. There's sores. And you so bad want to be healthy. You so bad want to be whole. You're so bad. You've tried everything you know to try, but you can't find that wholeness. You've done it. You've, you, you, you've, you've went through everything you can think of, but somehow or another you still have got that wound. I want you to hear me today. There is no healing of the soul outside of Jesus. You can mask it. You can bandage it. You might can soothe it for a moment. But left without the healing salve of Jesus Christ, it will be an infection in your life that will follow you every day of your life. I want to talk to you very, very plainly very specifically, very deeply. What's in you that's hurting? What's in you that you've not even told anybody else about, but it's there, it's hurting? It's that place in your life that you start healing, but for some reason you pick the scab. Or if it's not you picking the scab, somebody else picks the scab. Can I get some more musicians up here, singers? Listen to me. We're going to close this service. Can I tell you what the Lord said about your pain? In the verse prior in Jeremiah 8, verse 20, he said this, For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. He said, I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. This is what he was saying, that he's hurting for you. He's hurting for you. His heart hurts for you. His heart aches for you.
The word where he said, I am blank there, what it means is he's saying, I am mourning. I am grieving over you and what you're facing and what you're going through and what you're dealing with, that you're not turning to me, that you're not healed. He said, I'm astonished. These rocky regions of your life, the Lord wants to heal you in the middle of it. I feel the Holy Spirit wanting to drive this deeper. He's wanting to take this deeper today. I have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Holy Ghost. Have your way, Lord. Mm. Wounds and bruises and putrefying sores that haven't been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified. A wound that has to be closed to heal, closed by stitches. Do you know what closes up the wounds of our life? The grace and the mercy of God. That's what closes it up. Some of you have been, have been years past things that you've not gotten closure over. The Lord wants to bring mercy and grace to your soul today so you can finally have closure to what happened. It's not been bound up. Do you know what binds up the wounds of our lives? The Word. Bound up like a like a like an arm sling, bound up like a, a splint, bound up like a brace, bound up like a bandage that stops the bleeding, bound up. That's what the word does, supports us and helps us and holds us through the hardest times of our lives. And then he said, It's not been mollified, Brother Alvi, by ointment. Mollified, soothed, softened moisten. That word ointment refers to oil, specifically olive oil, specifically olive oil that is perfumed like a frankincense and myrrh. You know what that represents? The sweetness of the Holy Ghost. Listen, in your life today, and I may not know you, I, I, I may not have a clue what you've been through and what you've faced in your life. I may not know, but the Lord does. And I want you to know something today. Maybe maybe your family is like the, the picture of the perfect family. Maybe your family puts leave it to fever to shame on the outside, if you even know who I'm talking about. But maybe it puts them to shame. But, but the truth is, and you know that down on the inside, that there's death in your home. It's a wound. And it's hurting. What do I do, Pastor? I'm going to tell you what you do. You turn to Jesus. You run to Jesus today. You run to him. Why? Because he wants to bring healing to the wounds and bruises and sores of your life. You run to Jesus. You turn to him. You put on him what's hurting you and what's aching in your life.
you ever seen situations where it's been said, you know, they, they shouldn't have died from that? If they would have just gotten seen about, if they would have just went to the hospital at first pain, they wouldn't have died from that. You ever seen or heard that? How many folks in here fall in that same category? That if you just get seen about today, because the doctor is in the house, there is a physician in Gilead. There is a physician in the hard places of your life in the stony regions of your soul there is a physician and he's looking to you today with arms outstretched and he's saying quit acting like you're okay when you know there's a wound on the inside he's calling your name right now he's calling your name and he's saying come 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 he wants to be able to sit with you and to heal you and to minister unto you You don't have to leave broke and broken. I'm going to do something right here. Three ladies. And I want these three ladies to grab there's another lady you feel led to grab by the hand to bring, I want you to do it. Denise, Shelby, Crystal. I want you to make your way down here, but I want you to bring somebody with you. And I want you to say, we're going for healing right now. Come. We're going for healing right now. 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 Jessica, grab somebody. We're going for healing right now. We're going for healing right now. Hallelujah. 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 Mighty God. Now these, how many we got? Eight ladies have just made their way down here. But I believe equally there's eight men that God is wanting down here that have somewhere in their soul that they need healing. There's a wound, there's a bruise, there's a sore. And so I'm going to call out four men's names and I want you to grab another man by the shoulder, by the arm, by the hand, whatever you want to do, and say, go with me. Go with me right now. Go with me right now. Timmy, Greg, Ryan, Daniel. Grab another man's hand or shoulder, arm, or whatever. By the back, just bring them down. And say, we're going for healing right now. 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 I believe this is a healing moment in this place. We're going for healing right now. We're going for healing right now. Hallelujah. We're going for healing right now. Mighty God. Now I want every person, that's, and I want all of you to take two steps forward. Two steps forward. Two steps forward. 
I want every teenager in the house. I want y'all to come and stand right here at this altar. Every teenager in the house right here at this altar. Wounds, bruises, and sores right here at this altar. Right here at this altar. Every teenager, every young person right here at this altar. Y'all stretch on up, stretch on up, stretch on up. Hallelujah. Wounds and bruises and sores. Mighty God. Mighty God. things that I could do today is have something down on the inside of me that's troubling me that's hurting me that I'm carrying around one of the worst things I could do is to leave with it today one of the worst things I could do that I thought I was over that I just hadn't quite got past things I struggle with pain on the inside one of the worst things I could do is walk out that door with it still on the inside of me is walk out that door and it still be wrapped around me still be there when Jesus' hands are outstretched to me and he's saying give it to me give it to me and there's a struggle in me he says, I don't know. I, I don't know if I really want to let go of it, but he's saying, give it to me. And he comes to right where I'm at. He says, give it to me. Isn't it time? I need every man, every woman that's in this place to come find somebody to stand behind. I need our ministers to move out in front right here. Come out in front because we're fixing to pray over all these. down, come off the keyboard, because there's some folks that need healing today. Take it, Lord. Take it, Lord. Take it. It's killing me. It's hurting me to the core. It's hurting me to the very fiber of who I am. Take it, Jesus. I let go of it, Lord. If it's sin, let him wash and cleanse you. If it's pain, let him heal you. He said he'd cast our sin as far as the east is.
is from the West. He's come to heal your broken heart. That little woman with the issue of blood, all she had left was faith. And faith in Jesus was enough that as soon as she touched him, he felt virtue leave out of him. And he said, who touched me? Oh, there was so many that was pushing against him, but he felt a different kind of a touch. It was a touch of desperation. It was a touch that said, I've got to have a miracle. It was a touch that said, I can't make it without the touch of Jesus. He turned around and he looked at that lady and he said, your faith has made you whole has made you complete, has made you healthy, has healed you. Would you bow your heads, please? flock to you. God, I can't heal their wounds, their bruises and sores. I can't do it. But I know you can. And God, some of them, it's so deep. It's so painful. Lord, I ask you in this moment to do a work that only you can. Lord, let the salve of the Holy Ghost, let that balm of Gilead, let that ointment, Lord, to mollify, God, let it be applied here and now. Let grace, grace, Lord, help. Let it come to them right now and close up these wounds that the devil's been pouring salt in, Lord. Close up these wounds of their lives, Lord, that has been such an ache and pain in their soul. God, even now, Lord, bring healing even now. One of the first things that a doctor says to you, or a nurse, What's going on? What's wrong? What brings you in today? You know, you can't sit there and just stare at them and hope they figure it out. While the Lord is all-knowing, He's looking for confession from you today of what's going on. So I want to ask you in this moment to stir up courage in your soul, to open your mouth and to begin to speak out. You don't got to speak it when anybody else can hear it, but I want you to speak out what's going on in your soul. And as an additional act of faith and surrender, I want you just to slip your hands up under the heavens right now. Come on, just slip them up and say, Lord, I'm giving it to you. 
Come on, just slip them up and say, Lord, I need your healing. Come on, begin to call out on him today. Come on, don't worry about what anybody else say or think about it. Just slip a hand up right now. Just slip it up, slip it up. Lord, I need healing. I need healing of my wounds and bruises and sores. Lord, I'm struggling. I'm battling, Lord. I'm trying to just survive. I'm trying to make it, but, Lord, I can't do it anymore. I'm at my rope's end. I've spent all I have. I'm broke, and I'm still broken, but, Lord, I'm coming to you. And I lift my hands, and I surrender to you. Jesus, come on with those hands up. We're not done. Come on. Right now, Brother Tim's fixing to begin to sing and minister in song. And as he does, come on, I believe healing is about to take place in some hearts today. I want our ministers to come. I want you to get oil on your hands. And I want you to begin to work through these altars. And I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to pray for healing, for healing for those that are down here. Come on, Brother brother Sean, you and Sister Jenny, I believe in y'all. I want you to come and take your liberty and pray. Pray over these that are down here. Come on with hands raised. Some of you are stepping into a place of healing. Those wounds in your soul, those bruises, those sores, the Lord is healing right now. He's healing right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Crosspoint can now be your home church from wherever you are through the weekly live stream on Facebook and YouTube and this podcast. For more information on Crosspoint, be sure to check out crosspointpdl.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.